Hello, colleagues, and welcome to the Assistant Principal Podcast. I'm your host this week, Mara Buskey, and if you don't already know me, I'm the inclusion strategist with this company, as well as Frederick's daughter. The goal of this podcast is to help improve the life and leadership of assistant principals. Today's episode of Five for Friday recaps the strategic leadership emails for the week of October 24th through 28th, 2022. If you already get our daily leadership emails, then I hope you'll find some added value here. And if you don't already subscribe, you can find a link on our homepage at frederickbuskey.com. Many readers like to begin their mornings by reading the email and setting a leadership intention for the day, but please do not feel any pressure to subscribe. You're already doing more to grow yourself than many others out there simply by listening to the podcast. So let's recap. As you may know, Frederick, or my dad, has been with my mom in Kenya for the last two weeks, so I had the opportunity to fill in for a week and write all the daily emails. I started off every email this week reminding our readers that these do come from the perspective of me, a 23-year-old who is still very much working on her own leadership. I also ask them, what can you learn about empowering young people after reading this week's messages? On Monday, I wrote about my experience with Julia Cameron's 12-week course, The Artist's Way, A Spiritual Path to Higher Creativity. The MVP to this was five minutes can alter the direction of your day. The book really changed the ways in which I talk to myself and helps ingrain some positive habits. One of those habits is morning pages. Essentially, before doing anything else after waking up, except making your coffee, of course, you write three pages. You can write whatever you want, but the idea is to get all of your thoughts and pages out of your head so you can be less disrupted by them later. I challenged our readings for the remainder of the week to try writing morning pages. If three pages sound scary, set your timer for five minutes. Write what you are feeling, write what you're dreading, or maybe you need what you need to do that day. Get out all of your worries or thoughts to take up your space and energy. And after you do it, ask yourself if you feel any different. Is your mind quieter? Is your jaw less clenched? Or you're breathing a little deeper? Though I know writing down your stressors or spiraling thoughts first thing in the morning won't make them disappear, spending any amount of time with them means they exist somewhere other than inside your mind. Maybe they're a little less powerful now. I feel like I'm being a little uh, overly emotional this week, so I apologize in advance, but Tuesday was all about saying yes to what's right inside you. Have you ever recognized how you were feeling and intellectualized it or explained away the emotions? Have you ever said to yourself, I shouldn't feel this way because dot dot dot? When we dismiss our feelings, we invalidate ourselves. We lie to ourselves and we send the message that our emotions aren't important. Rather than dismissing or making excuses, just say yes. Say yes to the anger, the sadness, the overwhelm, guilt and grief, to fatigue, to resentment. Say yes to joy, to love, to gratitude and pride. Say yes to not wanting to feel any of it. <laughs> Say yes to feeling uncomfortable. Acceptance is harder than we give it credit for. Accepting your feelings is accepting yourself. And accepting yourself leads to a better and truer you. 
And a better you means you can support and lead your people with empathy and honesty. On Wednesday, I uh, kind of lightened things up a bit and I wrote about a joke I initially made and then sat with and realized how true it was. <laughs> um, so I was saying to my partner that nothing's wrong, but it sure ain't right. Um, so the last few months, um, about the last half year, I've been working with this startup company that has a really amazing, great vision that could make real change in our communities. But from the very beginning, it just wasn't feeling right for myself. So I gave it six months and I thought that those feelings were just fear of trying something new, of not being sure about what it would lead to, but over six months later, I'm still feeling the same exact way. And definitely a lot of guilt for feeling something that is really, really cool and could be an awesome opportunity. So what do I do? I'm trusting myself. I'm diving inward, I'm reflecting on what I'm feeling, and I'm trusting those emotions. When you notice something is off, do you ignore it? And, or do you trust your intuition? On Thursday, I talked about the stories we tell ourselves, which oftentimes are how we think things should be. For example, the last few months I've been talking really negatively to myself because I didn't go to grad school right away. My thought process is that because I haven't gone to grad school yet, I'm lazy. Laziness is wrong, therefore I am wrong. The truth is, going to grad school doesn't dictate if I'm wrong, lazy, or ultimately worthy. But the other truth to this is that if I didn't address these stories or take time to notice that they are even there, how will I know that they aren't true? What are the stories you tell yourself? Do they help you? Just because you think or feel something doesn't mean it's true. Friday, I discussed my desire for six months now to bake a cake after moving to Greensboro, North Carolina in May. But until last week, I still had yet to bake anything. Long story short, I was telling myself there wasn't enough time and that baking a cake wasn't as important as all the other things on my to-do list. When I dug a little deeper, I realized that it wasn't necessarily the baking that I was caught up on. It was what it represented. Time, balance, abundance, success. I decided enough was enough. I was going to bake something. I made some very delicious pumpkin spice muffins and I shared them with my friends. It made me so happy that I did it again the next day. And I realized it really didn't take that much time and it brought me so much joy. It completely turned my week around. This weekend, I really urge you to forget that to-do list for just a moment. Think about something small that you've been wanting to do, but have convinced yourself that there's not enough time for. Go do it. So I think the big takeaway to all of these are to listen your, to yourself and trust yourself. There is so much happening in the world and I think for me at least, my generation or a lot of the young people I talk to are questioning the world, themselves, and our priorities. We, or maybe it's just me, <laughs> aren't finding value and purpose in living that 
air quote, American dream that we've been fed our whole lives. I think we've also realized over the last few years that if we aren't taking care of ourselves, we can't take care of others. We can't lead other people. I don't know. Maybe all generations have thought this way. Let me know how you feel. You can find my email in the show notes. So this wraps up this week's Five for Friday rendition of the Assistant Principal Podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe and rate this podcast. Rating the podcast really does help other people find it. We're always trying to improve the show, so if you have any feedback, please email us at frederick at frederickbuskey.com. If you'd like to find out more about what we're doing to support assistant principals, you can head over to the website at frederickbuskey.com slash the assistant principal. I'm Mara Buskey. Thanks for trusting me to lead you through some of my thoughts this week, and I hope you'll join us next time for the assistant principal podcast. Have a great weekend.